I'm financial expert and New York Times bestselling author Nicole Lappin. And I'm Magnify, the AI assistant that powers the Magnify app. And we are your money assistants. On the show, we help people overcome financial setbacks and meet their money goals. So here's what we're going to do. First, you'll hear me talk to a guest about their relationship with money and their financial dreams. And then I'll provide a personalized game plan developed by the most cutting edge financial technology. If you want us to be your financial assistants, listen to the end of the episode to hear how. Until then, this is who we'll be assisting today. Hi, my name is Kira. I live in Colorado and I make $85,000 a year. I contribute to my retirement accounts. and I'm debt-free after paying off about $12,000 in credit card debt a few years ago. Um, my money goal is I want to understand whether I'm on track for retirement or not. So Kira, we're going to put the money assistant to work very soon, but we can't start there. Let's start with your story and how money has played a role in that story. So I'd love to do a little word association game to kick us off. I'm going to say a word and then you tell me the first word that pops into your head. Okay. Retirement. Achievable, but a little scary. Debt. Past. Investing. Curiosity. Savings. Great. Yay. Money. Good. How do we get you from good to great with money? I think just being a little bit more comfortable with being financially financially literate and just a little bit more educated on the steps that I'm taking because I feel like I'm in the right direction. And I know there's no right or wrong path. And I know there's it's not linear journey. It's more of like, you know, a windy road. I'm kind of doing these decisions that I know are like for the right reasons, but I don't necessarily understand where the money is going when I'm in, I know where it's going, but like, where is it going to take me? You know what I mean? I think that's really my kind of gap in financial knowledge. Okay. So before we get to where it will take you, let's talk about where you've been. When did you really start to think about money or the value of a dollar? Like childhood, what was that like when you started going to college and, and after? I really started thinking about money, obviously. I, so I got my first job when I was like 16 or 17. At the time, I didn't really have any financial responsibilities other than maybe like paying for my phone bill or like, you know, if I wanted to go buy makeup or, or food or things like that. When I was 19, I was I was forced to kind of move out of one of my parents' house. So it, was a, it was a tough time, but I, I really learned that you kind of have to rely on yourself I would say that young, I really learned that it's my money and I need to like take care of myself. In my early 20s, I didn't have the best relationship with money. I was spending a lot and I had a credit card for the first time and I was fine for like the first year or so with it. But as young, in your young 20s, you kind of fall into this, you know, party lifestyle. I was using my credit card very frivolously and I really didn't, I didn't really think about it. I didn't really understand the circumstances. And then 2021, I was looking at the this 12K plus credit card debt in my account. And I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. So I was working full time and I got a side job working at a like a local bar restaurant. I was just serving and bartending. And I, for a year, I worked to pay off my credit card debt because I was like, this is not something that I want to take into my next chapter of life. You paid it off in a year. That's awesome. Yeah, in a year. Took a lot of hard work, but it was a goal because I was moving states and I was like, I don't want to bring this with me. I'm ready to just pay it off. Yeah, girl. 
round of applause. <laughs> Let's double click on what kind of debt. It was credit card debt, but what were you buying to rack up that debt? I would use it for trips that I couldn't necessarily afford. I would just go out and get drinks and just all this spending food. I'd be like, oh, what's another $200 on clothes that I don't necessarily need? So it was like all these things that are just kind of eh. It's fine. I probably could have afforded those things, but because I was spending my money so carelessly and I didn't really think about it, it added up quite significantly. It always happens that way. 20 bucks here, <laughs> 100 bucks yeah. there, 200. And it snowballs out of control in no time. I was also there. But you paid it off quicker than I did, so that's awesome. Uh, it seems like now you have a clean financial slate and you're looking more toward building your financial future instead of cleaning up the past. Is that right? Yeah. So let's look closer at your financial picture. You're making 85K a year. You say you're contributing to retirement. How much are you contributing and what kind of retirement accounts do you have right now? So I have a 401k with my current company. That's a software company based in California. They match 3%. So I put away 3% of my paycheck just because if they're not matching it, my idea is I can put it in my Roth IRA investment account. So I put about 5 to 10% of my paycheck outside of the 401k into my Roth IRA. And then I've been using just one of those mutual funds. I think it's where there, I think it's where there's like a bunch of funds in one where they kind of spread out the investments. I think that's what it's called. That could very well be. Yes. So mutual funds are like a basket of a bunch of different investments yeah. or there's like ETFs that are kind of the same thing. But maybe you're talking about the overall brokerage that you have it in, like Vanguard or Fidelity. I use Fidelity and I think the technical term is Fidelity Blue Chip. So it's basically just a fund where they're investing all these into different kinds of um in different companies excuse me yeah so it's awesome that you have two and that you've already diversified and and not put all your eggs in one retirement basket all right so the numbers are a little complicated between the pre-tax 401k stuff and then the post-tax Roth stuff and then the match but for easy math let's just say that there's a total contribution of 11,600 bucks a year right? Which is awesome. So to go from five figures of debt to five figures of retirement contributions, Kira, can we just like say something nice about that? I'm really proud of myself. I really kind of needed a kick in the butt a little bit. Like a few years ago, I was kind of like figuring out a few other things. So it was, it was really good. And I honestly don't regret having the debt because it's something I, I wish I would have learned earlier on, but at the same time, like there's no right or wrong path. So really stoked about it. <laughs> All right, let's bring in your money assistant and make a game plan. Ready? Yep. Hi, I'm your AI investing assistant powered by Magnify. And yes, I'm AI. I'm engineered to answer your biggest investing questions and help you make your money work for you. Hi, Kira. Hello. So I can help you with retirement. First of all, how old are you? 28. How old do you want to be when you retire? Um, between 62 and 65 or earlier. <laughs> for now, let's look at how you could retire at 62. How much do you have saved for retirement? In my 401k and my Roth IRA combined, I have about eight-ish K. 
So you make $85,000 a year, you contribute $11,600 a year to retirement. Based on your income now and retiring at 62, my recommendation is having $1.3 million invested by the time you retire. So my projection indicates that your chance of achieving your retirement goal of $1.3 million is 49% with your initial investment of 8K and a continual contribution annually of $11,600. It's unlikely that you'll be able to reach your goal by 62, but to improve your chances, I'd recommend increasing your contribution amount, considering an aggressive investing style, and or increasing your retirement age. Do you want to take a look at how those changes might affect the outcome? Yes, please. So if you increase your monthly retirement investment to $16,348, you'll have a 75% chance of hitting $1.3 million in retirement. If that doesn't sound feasible, you could adjust your retirement age from 62 to 66. If you do that, I'd recommend having $1 million invested by the time you retire. If you continue contributing $11,600 and retire at 66, you'll have an 82% chance of meeting your goal. But if you're set on retiring at 62 and contributing $11,600, do you want me to make a portfolio for you that increases your odds? Yes. So here's an option for a portfolio for your investing goals. A portfolio that has 65% in SPY, which is a fund that tracks the S&P 500, 30% in IEFA, and 5% in IEMG. SPY is a fund that tracks the stock market and has yielded over 66% over the last five years. IEFA is a fund that gives you exposure to the international markets. IEFA aims to track the investment results of an index composited of large, mid, and small capitalization developed market equities, excluding the United States and Canada. That's yielded over 19% over the last five years. IEMG is a fund that gives you exposure to emerging markets and has yielded over 5% in the last five years. So it sounds totally like alphabet soup, and this jargon gets me every time because it's like a nesting doll of jargon in the financial world. Like once you think you've figured out one set of acronyms, there's more and more and more. So anything there that needs decoding. Is there a dictionary of all those types of funds? I know you listed off quite a few. I think that would really be most beneficial to me because I understand maybe the functionality of them, but maybe like a, a glossary of like what's what would be really beneficial. Yeah. So if you take those ticker symbols, and so when you hear, I talk about this a lot, invest in an index fund, you can't just put in into your brokerage account or Fidelity or, or wherever you have your money, index fund and like put $5,000 in there. You have to have a particular ticker symbol. So SPY or VOO, those are just ticker symbols that are common index funds that track the S&P 500. So these other ticker symbols, all you have to do is type that into any website or app that offers stock information like CNBC, Yahoo Finance, or the Magnify app. And it will tell you the stats behind what that fund does, what it tracks, what the history is, stuff like that. So basically what this is saying is have a bunch of money in like a broad index that tracks the market, have a little bit of money in some more risky 
stuff. And of that little bit of money in risky stuff, have some of it in international investments and have some of it in emerging market investments. And so emerging markets are like smaller countries and, you know, a little bit more risky right. than investing in like US-based companies. Okay. How does that sound? Yeah, that sounds perfect. <laughs> really? How does it make you feel? Good. It feels, I feel, I already feel more educated. <laughs> I'm so glad. I mean, the thing is that a lot of people do right by their future selves by putting money into retirement, especially when there is a match like in your case. But I have seen far too many people not actually make the allocations once that money is in there. So you can't just put money into a Roth IRA or put money into your 401k. You have to make the allocations for what that money is going to do. So going into that portal at least once a year, keeping an eye on it, changing the asset allocations depending on your goals is really important. Like having like a yearly check-in or bi-yearly totally. check-in. I love a good calendar invite. Maybe we can set one up for you. My favorite. <laughs> Girl after my own heart. And I know it's hard to face the music, but you're doing awesome. And it sounds like this has just become a process that you're more and more comfortable with as you continue to like tackle debt head on and, and start to look closely at your retirement and educate yourself. Yeah. So hearing if you continue to invest the same way, you don't have, you know, a high likelihood of retiring at the age you want. I know that's probably not funsies to hear. But, you know, the only way we can retire early and have that amazing retirement that we want and we imagine our Betty White future selves to be is to have these really hard, honest conversations, I think. Mm -hmm. No, I totally agree. And definitely becoming a little bit more financially, because I'm pretty financially literate, but being a little bit more in depth with it, hearing that really benefits me. Because again, like I said, I was kind of just doing it to do it, not really understanding like maybe where it's going quite just yet. So having this conversation really helps put things a little in perspective and just so I can do, there's more I could be doing because I'm already doing enough and a lot, but there's definitely more I can be doing, which is really nice to hear. You are doing enough and a lot. And yes, there's always room to learn and grow, but you did a really hard thing. I mean, you paid off a bunch of debt. Uh, you wouldn't have been able to do that if you buried your head in the sand. So I think I think it's about breaking out these numbers into bite-sized chunks, and then the goal becomes way less daunting, right? When I was paying off my credit card debt, I broke it down by the day. I don't know if you did that when you were tackling 12K over a year, but I think it becomes more manageable. So that suggestion from Magnify to invest $16,348 a year instead of $11,600, it sounds like a huge difference, but it just means that you're only contributing about 400 bucks more a month than you already are. So breaking it down that way, doesn't it feel less scary? Yeah, it definitely feels a lot less scary. And I feel a, little, a lot more comfortable with talking about money and having regular check-ins, checking my bank account on a regular basis. So definitely feels more comfortable. And you paid a 12K down in debt in one year. I know you can probably shift some of your spending to free up a few extra bucks here and there to make close to 400 extra dollars a month. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's definitely achievable. I'm not too crazy of a spender. I think there, I think maybe the majority of my money that I probably could be allocating to investment is going to savings. So I think I could shuffle that up a little bit and then just adjust some of the spending on things, maybe going out, which I don't do too often, but things like that. 
I love that. I mean, I think in general, past performance is a great indicator of future success. And you've already had the success with your past financial performance. So I think you're just tackling another goal. And once you break it down and and see it for what it is, I think you're going to achieve it. No questions asked. My prognosis is 100% success. Appreciate it. I think so too. Money Assistant is a production of Money News Network. Money Assistant is a sponsored podcast by Magnify. Magnify is the AI designed to help you invest. Yes, you. You too can have me and Magnify as your money assistants. Subscribe to Magnify at moneyassistant.com. And not only will you get your own AI financial sidekick, but you'll also get access to a members-only live Zoom workshop with me where I'll answer your investing questions and together we'll get you on the road to financial freedom. Advisory services are offered through Magnify LLC and SEC registered investment advisor. Mutual funds and exchange-traded funds, ETFs, are sold by perspective. Please consider the investment objectives, risks, changes, and expenses carefully before investing. The perspective, which contains this and other information about the investment company, can be obtained by the fund company or your financial professional. Be sure to read the perspective very carefully before you decide whether to invest. This is a sponsored podcast paid for by Magnify LLC. I'm a client of Magnify LLC, so this should be considered an endorsement or testimonial. Magnify LLC is a client of Money News Network LLC, so I do have an incentive to promote this client. The testimonials provided may not represent the experience of other clients and are not a guarantee of future performance or success. Opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect those of Magnify LLC. The topics discussed and opinions given are not intended to address the specific needs of any listener. Magnify LLC does not offer legal or tax advice. Listeners are encouraged to discuss their financial needs with the appropriate professional regarding your individual circumstance.